everybody. It is that time, the most wonderful time of the week. It is time for your latest episode of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I'm the maestro Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador Dave Height. And if you're a phage, crack a cold one like we did and sit back and relax. That's right. This is April 19th, 2023. This will hit the morning of April the 20th, as always, Thursday morning. Glad to have you aboard. And I'll tell you right now, the sports edition is going to be interesting. The weekend edition is going to be crazy, especially when we talk about music. Big, huge news all over the place in the world of rock and roll today. So check out the weekend edition on Saturday morning, your Saturday morning hangover cure for Friday night's party. How about that for a teaser? But time to address Major League Baseball. We're three weeks in now, getting some patterns, starting to see some teams who are not going to do jack crap of Oakland. White Sox. <clears throat> now, you can you can rail on your White Sox here in a minute. I, I am not going there. Well, yes, I am when we get to the dumbasses, but. <laughs> um, of which there are plenty. Yeah, there are a lot of dumbasses in segment three this week, kids. So do not miss those um, on both the sports side and again the weekend edition, the entertainment side. Um, it's could we potentially be playing a game? Oh, I think I think dumbass or not is is <laughs> on the slate for both both of our weekly editions. But here. You're starting to see the patterns. You're starting to see, in some instances, the bad teams, the good teams, the surprise teams. Uh, The NL West is a muddled mess. I don't know what the Padres are doing. They they get hot. They get cold. They're just waiting for Tatis to get back. Nobody's really pulling away there. The Brewers are looking spectacular again. Craig Council. If they offer him a job with a team that will pay and that will spend money, the Yankees, whoever it might be, yeah. We're seeing the results. Look at Texas in the American League. The Rangers are in first place because of who? Bruce Bochy. They have got themselves a manager now. Yes, who knows how to put the talent together. Right. The Braves are kicking ass, taking names. The Braves are still kicking ass, taking names, even though they lost a couple games. We should note that. We should note since that happened after we uh, wrapped last week that the Rays did tie the record. 13 straight wins to open the season. Yep. And then they had a little trouble with uh, Toronto, which we figured. Yeah, we figured that was coming. um, But they have bounced right back. So they're 16-3 and right now. Not bad at all, Jerry. Not bad at all. Not at all. Um, Of course, the 13-0 start matched the 82 Braves and the 87 Brewers. I don't know why I thought the Royals were in there somewhere, but... Nope. There we go. Yep. Do you want to go ahead and talk about the White Sox now? Do you want to vent? After today's loss, haven't won a series yet. Sox are sitting at 7-12. Four games behind the Twins. Fourth place in the Central. A game behind the freaking Detroit Tigers. 
Oh my God, they are so brutal. That bullpen is trash. Lance Lynn, trash. Clevenger, ugh. Trailer Park is okay. But come on, he's not a long-term solution. Well, then you've only got him for one year. Yeah, so. which was a bad signing as far as I was concerned when it happened. Kopech can't find his ass with both hands, let alone the strike zone. That one hurts. Tipping that's, pitches. That's and, a homegrown player. Yeah. You'd like to think your homegrown players are going to succeed to some extent. Yeah, and so far, blah. And then, of course, Jimenez is finally coming back from injury, DHing, not looking great yet. I think they should have minor leagued him for a little bit to get the swing down. Jake Berger's up, playing third in place of Yon Mancada, crushing the damn ball since he's been up. Almost everything he hits, the exit velocity is ridiculous. Tied with Luis Robert on the team with five home runs since his call-up. One of the lone bright spots. Uh, Giolito starting might finally be turning a corner a little bit. Looked good on the nightcap of the doubleheader on the 18th. Six innings, one walk, no hitter. They pulled him because he'd hit 102 pitches through six. So that's not good. But they were fouling stuff off and taking him deep in the count which includes that. And of course, but, this is a make-or-break year for him. Yeah, it is big time. And he's starting to look a little better than the first. His last two starts have been better than the first two. So there is hope there. But that bullpen is just garbage. And I have no hope for this team. Well, as I told you, the rumors that I heard in the offseason were that if the White Sox got off to a bad start, they were going to put Cease out there. And I I am completely against You've that. You've got to stop doing that. Pay the one really good player on your team. If you want to rebuild and get rid of some of the, the garbage, that's fine. He's the guy who is going to bring fans to the ballpark. If you he's bail on so him, the, the White Sox fan base – does not take well to giving up. If you do not do everything to put a decent team on the field, they will bail. Well, they, well they're beating each other up in the stands, too. Yeah, I know, the <laughs> drunk bastards. We'll get to that later, too. But that, that was unacceptable. And you want to continue alcohol sales into the eighth inning. Which we How about you about cut them week? after yeah. six Cut it at six if these games are going faster. People oh, my can, God. People can always, if they choose to, go to a bar. Yep. You right? can tailgate before the game. But, again, we're, we're expecting people to have personal responsibility. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's a Chicago thing if you look at all the damn teenagers that started the riot downtown. And the mayor, Lori Lightfoot, Oh, I think it's a little harsh to have called it mayhem. Bullshit. It wasn't kids being kids, and the mayor-elect was no better. He's supposed to be worse than her, oh which I God. find hard to believe, considering she's They're in a world like of freaking hurt. A crackhead, you know, and everybody, all accounts say this guy's worse. You get what you vote in. Yep. Stop voting these people in, people. 
Can I say people one more time? But maybe. Maybe I'm but. just saying people so much because I'm so damn excited about how the Cubs are playing. Offensively, this team is a juggernaut right now. They are all hitting. Now, granted, I'm saying this as they come off a three-game sweep of the Oakland A's, but you've got to win. When you're expected to win, you win, and you win convincingly, and you win big, and that's what they did here. Cubs are 11-6, and six, tied with the Pirates, although the Cubs are percentage points ahead, two behind Milwaukee. As I mentioned, Milwaukee's off to a great start. Um, and again, with Craig Council, who I love, I think he's phenomenal. And the fact that that front office knows how to spend money judiciously, especially on the pitching staff. Yeah. You're, you're dealing with a team that's off to a great start in Milwaukee. And consider the fact that they gave Christian Yelich a huge extension after he won the MVP, and he has been Jason Hayward ever since. Yeah, he is, his bat has completely disappeared. Now, the Cubs handed out a big extension this past week, which I, I am kind of sticker shock has hit me on this one. $21 million a year. Three years. Well, little under 21, little under I should 20, say. Right three around. years, $61 million extension so little over little 20. over 20 a year for mr ian hap yeah so they must know more than i know now he has become more disciplined at the plate and the good news is ever since he got this extension the last five games or so he's been tearing it up but the entire cubs lineup has been tearing it up you can you can name anybody except for trey mancini um <laughs> of course he's on my fantasy team um, well, that's why. But Bellinger, Hap, Horner, I mean, Wisdom, does wisdom, he lead him and Alonzo? He's tied for the lead in home runs. Yeah, with eight home runs, him and Alonzo. I mean, the guy is a slugger extraordinaire now. This will be three seasons in a row now where he's done this. Again, I don't want the Cubs to do any more deals like this because that takes away our Shohei Otani money. <laughs> and one final note on the Cubs. I'm not going to talk about the Cubs, brag about the Cubs, because you know. You need they, to at this point. After they Enjoy get, it while you can. Exactly. After they get through the four-game series in Chavez Ravine this weekend against the Dodgers, I'll probably be humbled. Potentially. But speaking of, I almost put this in the dumbasses, but I don't know, number one, who to call a dumbass. The umpires are only following the protocol. It's not Bellinger's fault, but of course, Cody Bellinger plays the Dodgers here this past week. Gets a pitch clock violation because he took a standing ovation of course former mvp rookie of the year with the dodgers right they welcomed him back and he acknowledging the crowd there's got to be some common sense in the game now i heard it brought up that with the dodgers coming in to chicago with jason hayward coming back oh god are the fans oh, going God. to welcome him back because of the speech? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If I went to that game, 
the first game, I'm sure that's the one where they would do it. Yeah. I wouldn't. Sorry, I wouldn't. I'm bitter. He, that man got he paid stole, a ton of money. He stole so many millions from the Cubs and, and we're underperformed. Still paying One more year. We're still paying him this year. Speaking of pitch clock violations and rule changes, Rob Manford just can't take a little bit of the accolades, a little bit of the good vibrations, and walk away. Drop the mic and take, walk away. Take the win. But no. We have more experimental rule changes in the Atlantic League, which is the testing ground for all of these rule changes MLB is thinking about implementing. We're looking at a designated pinch runner, possibly. Oh, come on. Where you could put a pinch runner in without losing the hitter's spot. He could still stay in the lineup. This is getting ridiculous. That is at no, no, no. This one I kind of like. I will, but they, I think the pinch talking, runner is a trash idea. That's a trash idea. I agree. I like the double hook DH idea because the double hook DH idea, which are again experimenting with in the Atlantic League, is if your starting pitcher can't get through five innings and you pull the pitcher, you lose the DH. The pitcher has to bat for the rest of the game. Ooh, as a penalty for not having your starter qualify for the win yes. or loss. Yes. I kind of like that. Now, I'm not 100% sure. I didn't see where it mentioned, can you pinch hit over and over and over again? for the, it would, I would assume go back to old school rules. Where I would imagine you pinch it would. for the pitcher and then but yeah, put God, the pitcher that in. trashes your bench quickly. Yeah. So that's why I don't mind that one. I kind of like that because, damn it, pitchers need to go five or six. You can't go, oh, we're just going to do a bullpen day and go three, two, two, two. And then finally... We're already seeing a huge uptick in stolen bases. So I think whatever they've done there, I mean, with the the, ta the throwovers and all that stuff. Thank th God they eliminated all the damn throwovers. That was ridiculous. Yeah, but now they're going talking about going possibly even further. The third rule they're experimenting with in the Atlantic League is called single disengagement. Where One the pitcher throwover? Can, well, the pitcher can only come off the rubber once. During an at bat. And that includes mm. to throw over to first base. Mm, I think the two disengagements is just fine. Yeah, I I, I, I just think one, Rob, one is going Rob too Manfred far. should take the win. Even though I like the double mm. hook DH rule, just take what you got right now. It, you're doing Let better. It People are raving about how the games are shortened by half an hour. Walk away. Just let it go. Don't do these other stupid ideas. Today, <clears throat> talk about something happened timely for once for us. Usually all the good shit happens on Thursday after we've already <laughs> taped. Today, 
future Hall of Famer Max Scherzer ejected for possible sticky stuff. Oh, hmm. Of Max course, knows the arm isn't what it used to be. I guess there was a big brouhaha. Showalter comes out because they kept checking him. Not once, but I believe at least twice. And obviously, of course, Max was getting mad. Obviously, there was something was going on. Mad. Obviously, they knew something wasn't right. So we will see. We'll have an update next week where this goes. But Max Scherzer. Potential sticky stuff. Yes. And then uh, finally, when it comes to injuries, shocking. These two names, shocking that they are hurt. <clears throat> Giancarlo Stanton of Gee, the Yankees. <laughs> Going to miss at least, no, up to six weeks. I think they verified now at least six. At least six. They updated it, yeah. He has not played a full season since 2018. Yep. And how many millions is he getting from the Yankees? You talk about stealing money. Well, he's still better than Jason Hayward. I'm sorry. Even if he only plays two-thirds or half of a year, he still puts up decent numbers yeah but, but you're still, right. come the on. money he's getting he yeah. should be an everyday damn player and he cannot stay healthy yeah, at all he's got a hamstring now of course jacob de no stranger to injuries left his last start with the rangers i believe monday with a sore wrist but updated today he seems to think he's okay, and he seems to think he will make his next start this weekend for the Rangers. So we'll see. We'll see. But DeGrom and Stanton are injury-plagued. Yes. yes. Yep. And, hey, let's give it up for Clayton Kershaw, his 200th career win. Yep. The new standard. Yep. Yep, because he joined Scherzer, Verlander, and Granke, I believe. Are the only now they're four active pitchers with 200 or more wins. So, gee, I don't with uh, boy. I'll, let me ask you this now that you brought it up. A little aside here, little debate here. I think Scherzer's a lock for the Hall of Fame. I think Verlander obviously lock. I think Kershaw will get in. I don't think he's as good as the other two, but. Do you put Zach Greinke in with 200 wins? <clears throat> Boy, that's... Well, see, see now bringing the these guys case. up, Mark Burley is still there on the ballot. Yeah. With a World Series win, a World Series save, a perfect game, another no-hitter. How many years in a row did he go pitching over 200 innings? Yeah, see, this is where it's going to get tricky. Like Dave just mentioned, the standard has dropped from 300 to 200 wins. And if Granky's got 200, do they put him in? Considering the last three or four or five years, how they've relaxed. Like if Scott Rowland's in, if Scott I would Rowland say that's got comparable. In. I know it's position player versus pitcher, but those guys I would put in the same tier. Yeah. The other three, Kershaw, Verlander, and Scherzer are above. They are they are the Hall of Famers to me. 
We'll see what happens. All right, football in our last 10 minutes. Just a couple headlines, but we have some discussion. Yep. On the good front, after near tragedy on the field, DeMar Hamlin of the Bills has been fully cleared to resume football activity. Yep. Great, great news. Fantastic. And he's going to play and he is going to be, he he wants to be out there to bring awareness to the injury that happened to him, the heart attack that he had caused by getting hit at just the right time. He is making the major push to get the AED devices, the defibrillators, at all sporting events, including high schools everywhere. That has become his new mission. Good for him. And again, going back months and months, shame on all those conspiracy theory idiots. Yeah. Who thought he was a body double. Right. Morons. Now, I guess this is more good news, if we want to look at it this way. Dan Snyder is finally, possibly, maybe on his way out. Yeah, but I hate the fact that the fucker's getting paid. Yeah, he's getting paid a shade over $6 billion. How much does he owe his co-owners? His co-investors? Yeah. Washington, the commanders... Still, hate to say it, getting used to that. Sold to Josh Harris and, of course, in his ownership group, Magic Johnson. Yep. Still waiting to be ratified by the owners coming up. Was it in May? Yeah. Yeah, you got to go through the process. So, But, again, we get Dan Snyder out. That's a good thing. Yes, yes, it is. Now, you can say this is a good thing or this is a bad thing. Jalen Hurts sets the mark for quarterbacks, sets the record. And now Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson are all drooling. $255 million deal, averaging, what was it, 51 a year, only 179.3 guaranteed. Again, not fully guaranteed yeah and that's where i would say okay that's Lamar the Jackson good part needs to slow his role again because that yeah. seems to be the but sticking point again and again why are you giving hurts that much money he has not won a super bowl yet he got you there but he still didn't win it yet over paying for your quarterback oh and then after they announced the signing by the way they said oh he, he had ankle surgery too yeah oh Great, yeah. So is he going to be hobbled now? Yeah, this is a this really is interesting situation. Really interesting because I I know Joe Burrow hasn't been to a Super Bowl. I know Justin Herbert hasn't been to a Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson has not been to a Super Bowl, but he has an MVP. So? so? Well, but... Burrow had the one injury, but he bounced back completely from it. Herbert's been clean in terms of injuries, but Lamar, you know, has, you... has been dinged up, and then he had his little hissy fit here yep. at the end of last season. Uh, you know how I feel. I would not pay Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either. I, I wouldn't I, have paid Hurts this much well, money either. See, that's what I, I, w I was just going to say. 
that this doesn't bother me as much, number one, because the guaranteed money is not close to fully guaranteed. So that's kind of a, okay, Jalen Hurts is getting a big deal, but an FU to Lamar Jackson. Again, he should have just got an agent He's an to idiot. talk some sense into him. He is a moron. So I can I just cannot wait to see the deals. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's gonna get more than this. Herbert might mm. not get quite as much, but close. But Maybe Joe Burrow's we'll gonna see. get more than this. Everybody knows Joe Burrow, if he stays healthy, is potentially the, could is a, the next 10 years in Cincinnati. I mean, that guy is going to win a, a Super Bowl. He is going to. You would hope. All right. News out of Miami with Tua. The quarterback, Tunga Viola, said that he has mulled, he mulled over retirement. It's discussing it with the family. And he says he's not ready yet, and he's been told that the concussions he's had the doctors are saying you're not at the point yet to have to worry about CTE. And so he's taken time this off season, learning how to fall when he takes the hit to try and avoid the smash in his head on the turf and everything else. You know, probably a good thing to do. I'm interested to see what these new helmets are going to do. NFL has just accepted new helmets for quarterbacks that kind of have crush panels, if you will, for a car that will, the helmet will crush to absorb the energy so it won't fully transfer to the brain. It's a step in the right direction. And here I thought you were all excited when you were talking about, let's go to the Dolphins. I thought you were going to talk about the chosen one. New weapon for Tua, third receiver in the mix. Used to be just Robbie Anderson. Now he is, of course, chosen Robbie Anderson, his new name. Mm, yeah. Where's Meta World Peace when you need him, right? No kidding. I don't know about this one. It's another prima donna head case who we probably won't be able to rely on. And who somebody who never, ever really fulfilled their potential. No. Good season here, good season there, but... Everything in between has been crap. Got to give some shout-out to uh, Gerald McCoy, defensive tackle from the Buccaneers. He played for a couple other teams at the end of his career, but he is a Buccaneer through and through. Played Tampa Bay nine seasons. Six-time Pro Bowl, all in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay legend Gerald McCoy retiring. There you go. And then our buddy from Chicago a couple years back, another one of our next great receivers, as I do air quotes, <laughs> Allen Robinson is now going to be the victim, the latest victim of the Los Angeles Rams purge. Yep. As he goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, this is ridiculous. They're swapping seventh-round picks 
and the Rams are eating 10.2 million of the 15.25. Yeah, 10.25 million they're eating of the 15.25 he's owed. This is why the Pittsburgh Steelers are one of the most well-run, smartest franchises out there. They dumped Chase Claypool on the Bears and got a second-round pick back. The Bears' second-round pick, not the one that we got. Right. Yeah. And now they they get to bring Allen Robinson in as a replacement and basically move back in the draft 15 slots in the seventh round. Yeah. whoop de frickin do Yeah. Oh, but you could get a Brock Purdy. Okay, whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. another one I heard the other day. He's now saying he doesn't even know if he's going to play this year, this upcoming season. Yeah, with the rehab, he's trying to avoid having Tommy John surgery. Wouldn't it be awesome? I mean, it would suck. But in the end, I just want to see the Jets get screwed. Wouldn't it be <laughs> awesome if the 49ers with that news decided, maybe we should go after Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I would love that. Would and that still hasn't. That funny. trade has not happened yet. It has not. We've got what? 10 days to the draft, nine days to the draft, whatever it is. In two weeks, of course, we'll have our full draft recap. Yep. We're not doing round one like we normally do, but uh, three of the Sports Frenzy panel members are getting together for the second and third round this year. Rock and roll always yep. takes precedence. So One of them is thinking about it, has to see if it will work. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I know. Not me. Not you. I know Not who that us. is. We're there. All right, kids. Segment one done. Segment two coming up next, which would include NASCAR. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Patrick. Not Pat. Mahomes. Super Bowl champion and MVP. And when I'm not trying to keep my wife and brother in line, I'm listening to Sports Frenzy on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher, Amazon, and Audible. Brittany, come on, stop posting on Twitter. Jackson, will you please get off TikTok? (sighs) Man, it's times like these. I really miss doing stupid, silly State Farm ads with Coach Reed. Hey kids, it's April 19th. Heroes re-record segment two of Sports Frenzy 2.0. This will drop April 20th, 2023, Thursdays. As always, I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. And I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. And we are, as always, on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Amazon, Audible, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher! NASCAR time. Rev up the engines. We have our Martinsville recap. But first! Breaking news. I said it last week. Kayla Racing got hosed by NASCAR's appeal panel. Their penalty was upheld, while Hendrick got all their 100 points back. Kayla got the exact same penalty for the same thing. 
this week, NASCAR went to the head of the appeals board and said, you have to make this right. Fair is fair. Give Caleb Gracing their points back. And lo and behold, they did. I called on NASCAR last week to do the right thing. And a week later, we have it. Sports frenzy could change the world, Dave. Boom, confetti. <laughs> Congratulations. Kudos to you. I am so proud of you. It's about damn time. Now, of course, on the news of that, NASCAR's handing down more penalties. So, again, don't fuck with the car. Exactly. Kalig and Hendrick should have had the penalties upheld for what they did. But at least both are treated fairly in the end. This week's penalty goes to... Richard Childress Racing, their favorite son, or what, grandson? Grandson. <laughs> yeah. Austin Dillon. He gets nailed for infractions at Martinsville, which we, of course, will talk about here in a second. 60 driver points, five playoff points, crew chief suspended two races, and docked $75,000. And what did they manipulate on the car? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Dave, I'm limited on time now. <laughs> oh, you working going, man. I got a new job. I got stuff going on. I don't know. I just saw the penalty. Oh, uh, that must have been announced I don't know. today it's an after F1, I left. An F1, an F2, an FU. I don't know. <laughs> oh, by the way, an aside on FU. Did you, you know Furman University, right? You've heard of that? Right, yeah. Do you realize they have their own whiskey called FU? Do I'm, they now? I'm not kidding. It's actually out there. <laughs> so that's legal to give co-eds an FU. <laughs> I guess if they're 21 or over. That's what I heard. <laughs> All right. Martinsville. From what I watched early and the last 10 laps that I tuned in for, it was a most boring Martinsville race I've witnessed. It was a terrible race. I yeah, I It was God I subjected awful. myself to pretty much the entire thing. Uh, Ryan Priest, of course, surprisingly got the pole. All the Stuart Haas cars were fantastic in qualifying. And for the most part, they held up pretty well when it came time for the race. And, of course, the race set up. Um, Priest was pretty damn dominant until a pit road speeding infraction yep. buried him for the day. And even though it's a big name for Martinsville, it's kind of surprising that Kyle Larson ended up winning. Yeah, and it's usually not his type of track. Right. So Larson now has got, what, his second to go with Byron having two. Yep. And, of course, we had the return of Chase Elliott. Blah, blah. The idiot who decided snowboarding was more important than his career as the most popular NASCAR driver. And, of course, he lucks into a top ten finish. Right out of the gate. Yep. Some attrition things happened and he just lucked out because he did not have the car. He was not in shape 
to drive that race. That was probably the worst track for him to come back to. You think so? Because I think if he'd waited a week, and now we are dealing with race 10 coming up on April the 23rd, 2023, the Geico 500 from Talladega. Outside of the big one, this is an easy driver track. Right, but the big one is always hanging out there. I don't think his leg will like him very much <laughs> if, if he, he gets, gets caught up something. in the big one. Well, maybe they should have put one of those long metal contraptions attached to his leg like they did to DW and Kyle Petty back in the day, where after they were in wrecks and broke their legs badly, had that put in, and they were back in the car the next week. Ah, the snowflakes of today. Yeah, you can you can not fuck with the car, but you can sure as hell fuck around with the driver, put whatever you want, braces, metal shit, make them the Terminator, just get them back in the car. Yep, that's what it was back in the day. So our picks, seven of our eight panelists are in so far for the Geico 500 at Talladega, and there is a lot of agreement. There's one, you. Two, me. Three, Sam. Four, Bill. Five, Aaron. All going with Ryan Blaney. Yep. And I, I am. He runs Talladega very well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not happy with the fact 10 races in out of the first 26 that I'm maxing out already on Ryan Blaney. But you got to remember, this is the second super speedway. This is the last until the very end at race 26 when they go back to Daytona, the last super speedway. I don't care. There don't you care. go. I'll take it. I like wouldn't said, take him at Daytona. Like you said, he's he's the most consistent you're going to get. It's a crapshoot in the end. Right. It is. It always is. There are names that know how to run super speedways. This year we saw it at Daytona with Stenhouse. You can go Bubba. Austin Dillon runs yep. well. I mean, Until there are certain certain names like eight to ten of the drivers who somehow maybe find their way around and out of trouble better than others. Yeah. And but Blaney seems to be the best at Dega. Yeah, for whatever reason over the last several years. So there you go. Nick so far is on Logano Island. And Doug on Larson Island, so we'll see. The Logano pick, I don't, I don't mind. I don't think I would ever waste Kyle Larson. I would on a not super take speedway. Kyle waste Kyle on a super speedway. Yeah. It's just so much can go wrong. Yeah, you know, Logano's one of those names that he somehow... for the most part seems to do okay. Yeah, on a super speedway. But yeah, Larson, no thanks. Not gonna do it. Not gonna no, do you it. You need him at other tracks. Yep. All righty then. All right. Let's talk about the NBA playoffs. Go ahead and say it, Dave. Why? Do we have to? Do we have to? Now, they're just starting, so I really don't know if there's much that we, we need to dissect or discuss. There are a couple things, mostly revolving around Ja Morant. Of course. Oh, my hand. <laughs> Well, and the thing is, okay, John Morant is not playing in tonight's game two as we tape, as we record. 
versus the Lakers with, as Dave said, a hand issue. He's bruised his shooting hand when he braced himself in a fall in game one. But that's really not what bothers me about this. There's something else about John Morant that bothers me. We'll get to that in a minute. How about everything else about him? Well, yes. But have you noticed how everything is falling just perfectly for the Lakers? We talked last week about Rudy Gobert and the T-Wolves, and Rudy Gobert gets in a fight with his teammate, and and so he conveniently gets suspended by the team, gets suspended by the team for that game in the play-in tournament versus the Lakers. So the Lakers win, even though the Timberwolves fought hard. Lakers win, they're in. They get the 7-2 matchup against the Grizzlies, and now John Morant's hurt. Now they're Isn't star that player, convenient. and I think I mentioned last week their most impressive rebounder, Stephen Adams, is out. He's already been ruled out for the series. So how is this all falling perfectly for that idiot, LeBron James? Again, again, he's a billionaire. He can play, pay these guys to sit out. Oh this wait, crap did I say that? Never out loud? happened with Michael Jordan. He always fought these teams at full strength. Whether it was the Pistons, the Jazz, the, whoever it was. There was n- all of a sudden all these miraculous injuries just happen to be on the teams that the Lakers are playing. It's frustrating as hell. Now, if you look at the other team with a lot of big names who underperformed this regular season that would be the golden state warriors and now as i heard i will not take credit for this even though dave knows i love my wwe i will not take credit for this but draymond green again in trouble suspended for game three against the sacramento kings for pulling a seth rollins and stomping damata sabonis (sighs) Now there have been people going back and forth about this. This saying, is what Sabonis, Sabonis he never leg. should have grabbed his leg, putting him off balance. Green, his momentum, the foot that was free, he had nowhere else to step. The problem I had with it was how much force he jumped off of him with. That is what I had a problem with. I he didn't with that, try. Yeah to lessen it right he fully came dead when he hit he jumped off instead of trying to mitigate the force he added to it okay that's where i have a problem i was about ready to go off on you and say come on dude but that's the problem i have with it too so i'm glad you brought that up yeah it's he really had nowhere else to step But, but it's the way he came off of Sabanis, fully coming down as the stomp, yeah, putting again, his full weight, jumping off of him. Again, won't That's take, what I have a problem with. Yeah, again, won't take credit for this, but somebody compared it to bouncing off a trampoline. That's kind of what it seemed like Draymond Green was doing, was pushing down and then launching himself off. off. He now could have people, tried to slide off or take the weight off his, on the other foot and hop away. Now but Sabonis is just as guilty for it happening 
for grabbing his leg. He never should have done that. And there were people who were saying there's a little bit of melodrama there with with Sabanis declaring he had to go for x-rays afterwards. Yeah, well, Green also went for x-rays on his ankle (laughs) for having it grabbed. I know. know. (laughs) Jesus. Bunch of namby-pamby NBA players. Is this the NBA or has the world turns, man? Or is it freaking soccer? Oh, my Lord. Let's go back to John Morant for a second. We've talked here within the last couple months about all of his transgressions, and he got the slap on the wrist. Oh, the bruise. What was it, eight-game suspension, I think? Yeah. And, of course, one of the incidents that led to that was a basketball pickup game at his house where there was an altercation where he and his entourage supposedly repeatedly punched this teenager in the face. Who came over to play. Well, now John Morant... Again, who is advising this kid? Who is advising him? Idiots and morons. Is going to countersue the teenager for slander and assault because the teenager supposedly in this countersuit started everything by in frustration throwing the ball very hard at John Morant. And of course, oh, John, Morant, yeah, John, wah, Morant's lawyer, wah, wah. John Morant's lawyer, in typical dirtbag fashion, well, we don't know if John Morant hadn't been paying attention and that ball had slipped through his hands, it could have hit him in the nose, broke his nose, affected his breathing, maybe damaged an eye, and destroyed the rest of his NBA blah, career. Blah, blah, blah. And You're you playing wonder why a damn hates lawyers. Game. You're playing a pickup game stupidity this is another situation like we talked about in segment one with rob manfred just take the w and walk away away. in this case john morant needs to take the l and walk away he served a, a, a very minor suspension for all of this not just this but of course other incidents the strip club gun brandishing video you know the taunting his him and his posse again Dude, get away from the moron hangers on. You do not need them. They will bleed you dry and ruin your life and career. And I thought all these major sports now had ex-players who were paid by the leagues to lecture kids coming in from college on what to avoid. On the evils and the dangers of the pitfalls of the sleazy women who are just out for your money, the hangers-on, like you said, here with John Morant. Oh, and here, I'm not calling And we haven't even got into the dumbasses yet. I'm not even going to call this a correction because we did nothing wrong when we reported this initially. We reported the facts. But the media got it wrong. Sean Kemp, former All-Star with the Seattle Supersonics. If you don't know who they are, kids, look them up. We reported there was a some gunplay in a mall parking lot. Initially, Sean Kemp was detained and arrested. Then they said, no, nothing, nothing going on here. They let him go. Now he has been charged. 
thanks to video footage with first-degree assault, oh. he did shoot into a car three times. Marte <sighs> Tacoma Mall. News reporting, getting things wrong without having all the facts. There's a shock. Gotta be first. We don't care if we get it right, but we have to be first. And, the and really... that hosed us on the facts as we were trying to report no, them. Yeah, I don't think it hosed us. I, I think we were reporting what we were getting secondhand from the media. Yep. And now the damning thing here, again, along with video footage that could cause Sean Kemp a lot of trouble, is he had a text that he sent to somebody that basically, paraphrasing a little bit here, but not much, I'm about to shoot this MFR. That's not a good thing. Well, now watch. The lawyer's going to go, he said about to. He didn't say he was going to definitively shoot this MFR. No, but the video shows he actually tried, he actually fired at him. And Sean Kemp, of course, from the area here where we record Sports Frenzy, so we know a little bit about him. Never had the best reputation. No, he was always kind of an asshat. So we will see what what happens. Of course, being the he, cynical bastard, he was bastards, entitled because he was good at playing the game. Right, and he was one of the first ones to benefit from going straight from high school to, to the, the NBA. So we'll see. We'll keep you updated, of course, on what happens with Sean Kemp. And of course, as we always say. Because he is a celebrity, he'll probably get off with nothing where you or I, people out there in podcast land, would be, would be in jail Yep, and having to worry about dropping soap in the shower. You want to talk about the wrap-up for the Blackhawks? The final home game of the season, the final Game as a Blackhawk for Captain Sirius Jonathan Taze. They did him right. They let him know ahead that, no, we're not going to re-sign you. We're going in a new direction, trying to go young. Everybody knew that was coming. But they gave him his due as the longest tenured captain. One of the top 100 NHL players of all time. He deserved the tribute that he received, scored a goal in the second period. They got it tied up in overtime by less than an inch. He just missed the game-winning goal in overtime. Everybody was on their feet, including the Flyers players, to see if he would get it just went through the goalie's legs, bounced off the right pad, scooted away, and just missed the post to keep it in for the goal. And on the ensuing return, Philly scores to win it. So not the storybook ending, but at least he got to go out acknowledged. Not many players get that opportunity. Listen to his press conference. You talk about a guy at peace with where things stood. Asked if he was going to retire. He goes, right now, I don't know. I said, I always wanted to retire 
as a Blackhawk, I never wanted to play for anybody else. I have to sit down with the family this offseason. I have to see where my health is. We'll just have to wait and see. Kind of sounds like maybe he should. He needs to focus on his health. He's had a hell of a career. I'm going to miss him on the ice, but it was a great ride. Helped lead him to three cups. Can't ask for anything more. So, yeah, I, I I was actually shocked to see he played in the last game. Yeah, he, he came back for the last few, and upon his return in the last bit, won almost 80% of the face-offs that he took in his last handful of games, which is unheard of. And he's always been one of the top face-off guys in the league, but he really went out on top in that regard. So... Well, if it makes you feel any better, I, I'm not trying but to. But they tied for second worst record or worst points with Columbus yeah, at 59 and Anaheim, the worst with 58. So there you go. Well, and again, going back to my propensity to listen to New York sports radio. I don't again not try, I don't think it'll make you feel better but um even though the Rangers won game 1 against the Devils in their playoff series up there in the northeast a lot of criticism I've heard about Patrick Kane looking listless looking uninterested so far so I mean they yeah, won so they won I know. Well, have to, there's there's a lot having coming onto a new team for the playoff push like that. Maybe doesn't fully feel comfortable with everybody yet. Yeah. Yeah. And again, just like with the NBA, we we kind of glanced over what's going on, touching on a few major headlines. Same thing here with the NHL. We get another week or two into it. We'll have more, and we still won't care all that much. But again, the thing is, with the the NBA and the NHL, they let almost half the league in to the playoffs. Yeah. So. so it really doesn't matter until you get to the later rounds anyway. Right. Once we separate the chaff, you know, separate the, the pretenders. The bad, yeah. Then we'll start talking more about it. Uh, and finally, here to wrap up segment two. Tiger Woods is having ankle surgery. Return indeterminate. Could we please just say never? Who cares? Could we please just say never and get rid of him? Please. Tiger, just call it quits. Go over to Tokyo. Have some fun with some Asian hookers. Go to Thailand. All bets are off there, as we know from the hangover, too. <laughs> Oh my God, now you got me picturing Tiger Woods with boobs. <laughs> <laughs> like Ed Elms. <laughs> God. Oh, Jesus. Why'd you have to put that in my head, Dave? <laughs> All right, kids. When we come back, our Clint Eastwood badasses of the week. Maybe a moment of silence, maybe not. Not luckily a lot to discuss in that realm. 
here on the sports side of things. And then, yeah. though. Oh, but wait. It's everybody's favorite show. Dumbass or not, we are definitely playing that here this week on Sports Frenzy 2.0. Dave and I will be right back. Feeling mildly fatigued? Need a day off even if you just took one a few days ago? Make $30 million a year but just don't want to work for it? You need to join the NBA Load Management Club right now. When they're not napping or texting, guest lecturers Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving will describe foolproof ways to earn tens of thousands of dollars by not doing anything. Sports Frenzy 2.0, available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, is currently negotiating with LeBron James to bring his popular How to Make the Hall of Fame Without Really Trying webinar live and in person to the Load Management Club. Thanks again to Sports Frenzy 2.0 and all you apathetic fans out there for making us a success. Two segments down, one to go here on Sports Frenzy 2.0, taping April the 19th, 2023, hitting Thursday morning, April the 20th. He's a conquistador, Dave Height. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. All right. No moments of silence. We double-checked during the promo break. So that's a good thing. Yep, we'll work with that. We do have the Clint Eastwood badasses to discuss i will lead it's not often i will give the los angeles dodgers props but in this case i have to give them kudos for taking care of one of their own for the fifth straight year they have re-signed former player andrew tolls no contract money they keep him on to keep him on the medical for medical insurance to help him deal with his schizophrenia and mental conditions. Otherwise, he would be completely without care. So kudos to them for looking out for this guy. If only more people had this kind of support. Yeah, that's that is definitely... A badass move by the Dodgers. I agree completely. Mine is a little more pedestrian, but it's obvious. And I have to acknowledge them. Now that the NHL season is over, the Boston Bruins deserve a Clint Eastwood badass of the week, if not badasses of the year. Final record-setting regular season mark of 65-12-5, I believe beating the old mark in terms of wins by three? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's a hell of a run. Now, can they keep it going through the playoffs? The President's Cup has bitten more teams than not on their way to winning Lord Stanley's Cup. And there was an interesting debate in my Yahoo Sports Daily newsletter. 
by the way, I recommend you sign up for it. It's awesome. It's a fairly quick read every morning. They touch on the headlines and they give you one great longer story and a really funny video at the end, which is where I found out about FU, <laughs> the, Fordham, <laughs> the Fordham University whiskey. Um, but they had a really interesting story this morning, again, as we tape. Does the 65, 12, and 5 regular season, because it is so impressive, we can't discount it. We can't make it mean nothing, even if they lose somewhere along the lines in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that's an interesting debate, interesting thing to discuss among your sports friends. It it's is, like the undefeated Patriots losing yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. How many people really remember the fact that they were going to be undefeated? Or they just, do they just remember the fact that they had Randy Moss and they lost that Super Bowl? The one year Tom Brady had a stud receiver. Yep. But nobody seems and to they remember lost, they were undefeated. And they point. lost on one of the flukiest plays in the history of the NFL. I, I still think it matters, but I, again, it depends on the context. People still remember Seattle, the Mariners, when Lou Pinella managed them to the best record. Was regular it 110 season. wins? Oh, it was more than that. It was more than 110. But they lost, what, in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah. But I, people still remember that season because they were so good. But you Will got... the Rays get there the way they're going? Who you knows? never know. So it's great to have a phenomenal regular season to get there, but you have to keep your foot on the gas. Yeah, in the end, you're going to remember the champion more. Right. All right. We have a nice pace going here. So we are well ahead of schedule. So that will give us plenty of time to finally play correctly. A rousing round of Red Foreman's dumbass or not here on Sports Frenzy 2.0. Now, we have had to rush the last couple times we've played this. Times when we've actually had enough to play. And we haven't really given the Conquistador a fair <laughs> shot at judging. Whether it's a so we're gonna take our time here since if, we if we need it, we'll take it. Yep. Some may be so cut and dry, it's obvious. I have seven potential candidates for Red Foreman's Dumbass of the Week award. Let us begin. Let's start off right away. Let's do a haymaker. Let's throw a haymaker at Dave right away. His own beloved White Sox. Dumbasses. <laughs> we talked about Mike Clevenger. Trailer Park. He does not get it, Dave. He does not get it. He does it. not. The man is a fucking moron. Why do you think I call him Trailer Park? I feel like I'm going to win this one, but... <laughs> All you yeah. had to say was Clevenger, and I agree he's a dumbass. Well, here's why he is a candidate for Dumbass of the Week. Doesn't get it, again. After all of the domestic abuse allegations and everything he went through here recently over the last week or two, he decided to use as his walkout song 
Kanye West's gold digger. Dave, is he a dumbass? He's a dumbass for playing <laughs> Kanye West. I will end it right there. <laughs> Regardless of what song it is, just playing Kanye West makes him a dumbass. It's Mike Clevenger. Dumbass for life. That should be tattooed on his lower back. Just remember, one-year deal. One-year deal. You're done with him after this year. All right, let's get a little serious. Let's kind of, we'll shift around, go back and forth. The WTA, World Tennis Organization, to end their China boycott in September, despite the fact that we still don't know what has really truly happened to one Peng Shui. I think it's. I don't think it's women's tennis. I think it's the World Tennis Organization. But we're talking about the women's side here, so please forgive me if I'm not getting that 100 percent right. But why would you consider going back there without having any finality? Money, 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 dumbass. So two for two. Two for two. All right. Now this one's easy. This one's easy. And again, not trying to, to dig on you because it involves a Detroit Tiger and they've moved ahead of the White Sox. But back on April the 13th, almost a week ago, just missed last week's episode, one Javier Baez <laughs> Dumbass. Was, was benched by the poor unfortunate manager who we all know is a great manager aj, AJ hinch. hinch is effed but with the tigers and look he's got him kind of playing good now starting to but Baez deserved to be benched for not knowing how many outs were in the inning see kids i didn't even have to tell the whole thing dave knew <laughs> i knew complete dumbass he's done that crap when he was with the cubs the guy's head is not in the game 100% of the time, and he needed to be benched. Messages have to be given by the manager to the players when they make dumbass decisions on the field. If they underperform, if they screw up royally like he did, you have to get the message across. You're not going to put up with lackadaisical play. Yeah, to set the scene, he was on second base. Teammate popped up, I believe, to shallow center instead of hanging close to second base because he there was because he thought there were two outs. Right, there was only one out. So he was lazily running around third, heading for home. Again, not realizing there was only one out. He thought two. Yep. So he's rounded third when the ball is thrown in and he's doubled up. And again, kudos to A.J. Hinch, and I feel so bad for him. Again, a, a great manager, one of the top. Hey, kudos to him for eight. having the balls to sit Baez, who we know is a freaking head case. Yeah, he is still one of the top seven or eight managers in baseball, and he's just stuck with that miserable team. Until, until they get one big contract off the books. <laughs> 
All right. We've talked about the woeful Oakland Athletics. We all know the situation. They're not drawing fans. We talked about that. They're a glorified AAA team. The Cubs just swept them. That should tell you how good they are. Not. When the Mets recently visited the Oakland Coliseum to play the A's, of course, the New York commentators, including Ron Darling. Who's no darling, by the way. We're told you cannot do your 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 play-by-play, you cannot do your show from the visitor's TV booth. And they're like, well, what's wrong? What's the problem? Oh, well, there's a possum in there. <laughs> and we can't catch it. And if you go in there, it basically smells like possum feces. So we were going to move you somewhere else. Do you not realize to catch a possum, you get a trap. You open said trap and set it, and you put a can of cat food in said trap. Possum goes in to eat, trap closes, you carry it out. They said they tried to trap the possum. But yeah. have not been able to so far. Yes, that would be Northern Californians who have no fucking clue what life is like. So are they dumbasses? Absolutely. All right, I'm, I'm looking at four for four right now. So, so far doing okay. You won. Well, I'll be over 500 percentage-wise. I, I know I go, I, my goal when we do this is to be undefeated. If I get one that you don't think is a dumbass, I lose, in my opinion. All right. I'm not playing around here. But somebody who was playing around and very drunk when he was playing around was Ohio State offensive coordinator Brian Hartline, who got in a wreck on his ATV. And yes, the officials, the people that matter, the police, the sheriff, whoever was involved said alcohol was involved. Now, he's not like Chase Elliott. You know, he's not the frontline athlete who's doing the stupid shit. No, but, but he is a role model for the players on this team. Young men, very young men, 18 to 22 in most cases. And again, <clears throat> drunk on an ATV, getting in a wreck. ATVs are tough to ride when you're sober. They're dangerous. When you're drunk, forget about it. All bets are off. Another dumbass move. I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling good. Now I've got this is the one. I, I think it'll go through because I'm saving the best for last. All right, number six. April the 10th. Now, I don't know how we didn't get this last week. April the 10th. While the Rockies mascot is dancing on the dugout as the Rockies play the St. Louis Cardinals, a fan comes out of the stands, jumps on the dugout, and proceeds to tackle the Rockies mascot. <laughs> <clears throat> now, we saw this a couple weeks ago in a, in a variation 
with the Dodgers. Remember when the guy came out on the outfield to look up into the stands and to propose? He got lambasted by security. But this time it's the fan tackling the mascot. What in God's name are you thinking, you moron? Mascots are off limits, as is the damn field. In the dugout, the top of the dugout is considered part of the field, and the mascot has rights to be there. Fans do not, unless they're invited to participate in said dance-offs that typically happen between innings. This fan is a dumbass and should be barred for the rest of the season, if not life. And charged for assault. All right, I'm feeling very confident that I'm going to go seven for seven here. Because the last... Now, I will put a caveat. Oh, here we go. Did the mascot grope his girlfriend or wife? (laughs) No. Then. No. Okay. No. Just saying, (laughs) I'm throwing it out there. Yes. By all accounts, the mascot did nothing wrong. Then the fan should be, that dumbass should be Did not slip off the fan, did not spill the fan's beer, did not do anything like that. Then the fan is a complete dumbass and should be barred from the stadium. All right. If somehow I don't get this one, I will be completely shocked. Because, again, I saved the best for last. Because it's one of our quote-unquote favorites. Oh, God. Somebody with a perpetual seat on the plane of doom? Okay, remember, I don't think he's on the plane of doom, but I think we've got him on standby. Let's put it that way. Remember last week where we talked about the Masters? And we talked about Rory McIlroy missing the cut, and then he said he was going to withdraw from the RBC Heritage Tournament? Yes, and he was going supposedly getting fined for missing it. Rory, because, because of the new rules in the PGA as they try to keep up with all that live money that they supposedly hate so much, by skipping the RBC heritage, Rory has now skipped one too many, quote-unquote, designated events he will be docked three million dollars because he's skipping the rbc heritage that's it that's all he's losing are you really gonna take this away from me (laughs) oh he's a complete dumbass but i'm just saying he should be penalized even more for skipping this, being the poster boy of the PGA who wants to stick it to live, and he's being a petulant little bitch because he didn't win the Masters because of his poor play, not even making the cut. Rory McIlroy is a dumbass who just needs to go off into that good night. Seven for seven. Had me worried there for a second. You did. Yeah, the thing is... Oh, no, I'm... I'm I'm pissed because the penalty, the fine is so low. Well, you're right in a sense. Because <clears throat> this money comes from, we ta- I can't remember the exact name of the fund. I apologize. But there is this fund that the PGA set up for popularity. Right. 
And remember, we talked about it last year, I think, because Tiger because, Woods, even though he didn't play, ended up getting millions of dollars out of this fund. Because he's popular. Right. He's a name. So even, that's, that's the money that Rory's getting docked That's out the money they're taking away from the lower-tiered golfers who they're not allowing to participate in all of these tournaments so they can bump up the prize money for the big names to keep them from jumping to live. Did I about sum that up? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. And I still think for all of the harassment that the live golfers get and their magnificent showing for the most part at the Masters and the hypocrisy when it comes to where a lot of this money comes from, of course, we talked about the NBA. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to sit there and cry blood money when no. it comes to the Saudi money because we pay them how many trillions of dollars, billions and trillions of dollars for their oil. There you go. But we, least... can't, we can't do any other business with them, but we can pay for their oil. Come on. Now, let's not abs- be so goddamn naive. How about that? I know there's the insinuations from 20 plus years ago about 9-11 and their involvement in 9-11. But let's get over it to the point where everybody's doing stuff that's wrong. Russia, Ukraine, Japan, China, us, everybody. everybody North Korea, South Korea, cats and dogs scummy. living together. I mean, come on. Just Nobody. get over it in this global economy. Deal with it and move on. Nobody is getting off scot-free. Nobody, Nobody is innocent. Nobody's got a perfect little glowing halo over their heads. Well, except us. Well, Because we tell the truth. We do not apologize. We tell it as it is. That's why we have been around for 30 years. You can't get rid of us. Cable access could cancel us. YouTube could try to get rid of us. We're that bad penny that just won't go away. And we just find a new way to insinuate ourselves into your lives. He's the maestro Kevin Crane. He is the conquistador Dave Height. Do not forget to check out the weekend edition where we will talk about the new Metallica album. We will discuss... Lots of TV and streaming, including the return of Titans. We will talk about Cocaine Bear. But again, the focus on this weekend's weekend edition, yes, it's redundant. Rock! Lots. Of, you do not want to miss the first segment. The rock and roll news and reviews, unbelievable. I mean, exciting, exciting stuff. And it just broke today, a lot of this news. So you do not want to miss this. Dave and I will regale you with all of this fantastic news Saturday morning, April the 22nd. And of course, come back next week, next Thursday morning, for the next sports edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. Check out the Facebook page for our picks. Yep. I slipped up on baseball. I forgot. I'm still trying to get into the, the groove especially when we had the long week one. I kind of missed week two. Got it out there late. I apologize. Life goes on. Won't happen again. 
it's before week three starts, so we're fine. Yep, NASCAR picks, of course, are always out there. And, of course, you will always find a link to every podcast episode on the Facebook page. All right, kids, take care. Dave and I are going to take a break, go drink some cheap whiskey, record the weekend edition to cure your hangover. Ironic, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Take care, kids. We will see you Saturday morning. Bye.